You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. everybody hello and welcome to popcorn culture my name is ben carlin and i am your host here with me today is my brother jay who will be in every episode ah the, it's so nice to be co-hosting the pop here with you ben let's just dive right into the corny joke i think wow 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 i'm going to allow it because mm-hmm. there's a springboard effect that has to happen like we do this witty banter at the, at the beginning of every episode where we go back and forth about we're who, so witty we go back and forth about who the one true host truly is truly is i saw that and it's it's always difficult because i love it and we need it and it's an essential part of the pop mm-hmm. like if we don't do it like what are we even doing here yeah uh but the problem is is that it's extremely difficult to segue out of an argument that we have every single week into any topic whatsoever well let me just say that i noticed on this front last week that so since we were being recorded um there was like there was a few different elements that were at play there were there were one of which is that people can now see the trophy they can so there was a really sneaky moment the last episode where you like leaned over to take a sip of water and i pulled the the trophy back to the center i saw that. And you di- you didn't see it in the moment though. I didn't see it in the moment, yeah. but I believe later in the episode I scooted it back. You you did scoot it back. <laughs> but you were watch we were watching it live, like do it like hanging out in the um during the premiere and you, like I think you're supposed to be like 10 seconds ahead of me and you were like did you move the trophy I had no idea I had no idea it was so funny yeah. it was so funny so yeah. very exciting but then so okay with that though the other hilarious things we have to have our argument about who's the one true host but yeah. then following that we're also supposed to have a corny joke in every episode which in the video debut of the pop 
We did not have one. We didn't have one. And I don't think we had one the week beforehand either. So we're like, we're falling behind on the corny jokes. It's basically not even a part of the show anymore. And we should just drop the segment forever. I'm lying. <laughs> Let's totally do it again. Okay, Ben. Okay. What's your corny joke? My corny joke today comes from Jackson Smith, who actually submitted it via email. Oh. at gmail.com. I could always use some good new corny jokes because I want to tell you guys that I don't come up with these on my own. Spoilers. Yeah, wow. I, know. Wow. I know. I usually I usually okay. do some like scouring of the interwebs. Do you know and what the problem is with that? Tell me what is the problem that is with that. If you just look up like dad jokes on the internet, you get there's there's a lot, but you start getting into reruns real fast. You do. You do. And it's it's so funny because people have emailed me corny jokes that are so much better than the ones that are out there, like on websites where it's like top 100 corny jokes, you know, which is right. Like, See, this. Oh, my gosh. This is like a weird phenomenon that has happened. It's like someone people know that people want the bad dad jokes. And so they've compiled a list. And then the next person who realizes that wants to make a list to direct traffic to their site. So they look it up themselves. They steal the information. They like pull it from two sources instead of just like one list. And then those two sources turn into this one new source. And this keeps happening over and over in this like funnel effect. Yes. And the create and it's like the, the Internet's desire to deliver you corny jokes has like filtered down to this like shallow pool of the the worst ones of kind of only okay overused because every single website has the same 100 because they're all stealing from each other they're all stealing from each other it's like the snowball gift idea that you've talked about before where it's like if your friends and family know that you're like into like something really specific yeah then everybody's like oh they love this thing so i'm always going to i think for you it was angry birds oh yes like i I remember when the app came out like before it became like you know a movie and yeah oh yeah i was like an original i was like a hipster angry bird fan i liked it before it was cool do you want to know something i learned about angry birds is that so there was the original angry birds app like just the one that like took off it was like the first big app on the app store or whatever yeah, first yeah, big yeah. game right and then later on you know they turned it into this giant phenomenon now they came out with like angry birds 2 okay which was basically the same app i guess with just like i don't know updated birds or better birds know, better yeah. physics i don't know i don't know what the difference was but apparently angry birds 1 is no longer even like available on the it's app gone. store. It's, like gone it's just gone. Okay, wasn't wasn't there like an interesting story about Angry Birds where it was like created by like one person? Is is that a thing or was, oh, I have it, no or was idea. it like okay, maybe I maybe I shouldn't speak out of line because okay. I don't know enough <laughs> about the Angry Birds origin story. Okay. But I I I feel like I remember and it could have been a different app, but there was like something about it where it was it was kind of one of these ideas where it almost sparked a lot of people to want to create their own apps because they were like it, it like took off in such a huge way and it was like yeah, if you charge like a dollar and like 10 million people sign up for it, that's 10 million dollars. Right. You know. Yeah. I know. How exciting would that be? Wow, to be in the early app game the early app know. game i know now it's now it's a podcast <laughs> we should start a podcast everyone has a podcast except we, you actually the name of a book that just came out oh really yeah How about that yeah i feel like once a day in our office we sh- we're like we should start a podcast about this you and scott were literally just talking about starting a podcast where you review the old show beauty and the geek which you were misremember both of you had a different idea of what that show was. Yep. yep. You were remembering the ba- Bachelor esque show, Average Joes. Yes. Which was where they told a woman that she was basically going to be the Bachelorette of the show. Like off brand edition. But the horrible, I, it seems like such an inappropriate and weird and mean. Oh, yes. The, the All twi- of it was mean. The twist All of, of the show mean. is that the guys she's dating are what the network presented as 
unattractive and not cool. Yes. It was like it was almost like what they what they tried to do was be like, yes, you're on a dating show, but every contestant is an average Joe determined by us. Yes. You're like by whose scale? By yeah. whose scale? It what is, a mean thing. It was it was extraordinarily mean. Yeah. I mean, all of the all of these shows, even in the present day, are I, I would say the they're all they're all mean and they're all ex- very superficial. I would say the only thing at this point is that it's it is everybody in it is incredibly self-aware about exactly what it is 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 what i want to think i Uh, hope so i hope so yes i mean it's at this point it it does feel like there's at least a fair few people we watched the bachelor and the bachelorette and it seems like there's a fair few people that come on with the hopes or goal of maybe becoming like instagram famous yeah Um, but i have no idea it's it's almost a trope i guess at this point where it feels like lots of contestants like that is what they do now is that they're like the thing about the show is that the bachelorette and the bachelor have this like same formula that happens every season where there's always like a villain of the house and there's always someone who interrupts your time talking to the main person yep and the reaction is always the exact same that if you it like like one of the biggest tropes that happens over and over in the show is someone will interrupt someone else's conversation with like the 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 bachelor or the bachelorette. Yes. And the other people will go back and they'll complain like can you believe this person interrupted my time? I think that's so and they'll then they'll have to go confront them or or else they'll have to go tell the bachelor or the bachelorette that this person's no good. Like they'll they'll bring up other people to the main person. And it's like if you've watched the show ever, ever, ever. And obviously at this point, everyone on the show is also a big consumer of, of the, the show. show. Yes. It's like how have you not realized or noticed that every like no matter what doing this ends badly like yes. no matter what like I, and and yet it happens every time every time and i don't know what like like it it speaks to either how how much more you think you're in control than now that you're in the situation or how little control any of them actually have i i and that's yeah. i think a, a huge a huge part of it and i have a feeling as time goes on we will we will learn that like the the psychological effects of being on the show is that like it's so um like uh, maybe like restrictive in terms of like what your attention can be applied to that you're like it I mean it's the summer camp effect like I, I remember this all the time like when I was in middle school and high school and stuff where I would go to school with you know all these people and everything and like plenty of them maybe like you know didn't want to be my friend at school but then all of a sudden when we were at summer camp it was like it's like hey we both know each other because we both go to the same high school now we are bffs right and it's like that was not the case back at but now we're right now, now you're like they're they're like oh you're the person i'm i have some familiarity with yes so i'm comfortable more com- i have one more layer of comfort with you right right yes right and and it was almost like it was almost like with that, you sort of had this like special bond while at camp and then you would like leave camp and it would almost be like it would just go away. Mm. You know, it was like it like never seemed like it really like retained its shape once you like left the constraints of summer camp. Right. Like you have your group of friends over here and that group of friends over here. And whilst we're at camp, we're all hunky dory. But then once we're gone, everyone's just back to back to normal. Yes. Right. And, and let me tell you a tale. Spin you a web. Oh, spin it, me a web. Yes. So when I was in sixth grade, we had three options for the electives that you could take going into middle school. And it was choir, uh, like 
art, yeah. I believe. Or band. Or band. And, and you can do brass or woodwinds. Brass or woodwinds or percussion. Or what, you you did this in sixth grade. I'm sorry. Never mind. I did Because you were, we switched schools, so. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so you I, had a slightly like, different. Yeah, because, okay, so, sorry. At, at the middle school I went to at sixth grade, they, sp- they split brass and woodwinds. But I think it, at Cave Spring junior high or cave spring middle now it was all one class oh it was one class yes. you, you are correct you yeah. are correct yeah it did seem like it was i mean i guess that's how bands work people were sat with their with the people the, the same instruments that they played that yes so the, that that's not really like dividing you up that's just sort of how it works that's just how it works but yeah, it, yeah at the at the at the old school we went to it was so much larger that like all of the all of the brass was just one class and all the woodwinds was just one class i have a question for people yeah. who are who are musically inclined in like symphony orchestras it is the case that people who play the same instrument are together would it affect the sound produced if they were scattered so it was like saxophone violin flute clarinet like whatever like would it make the sound more disrupted if if not all of the saxophone noises were coming from the saxophone section Ooh, yeah like if if you were spaced out evenly wouldn't that make a more full sound maybe or does the fact that they're all together make their sound more full because they're together right like it's almost as if they're like voices are harmonizing as a group i have no idea how that works Ooh, certainly there's no way we've made it to 2021 musically inclined people haven't <laughs> considered where people sit i know i know yeah, yeah. Or, or is it just like <laughs> yeah the flute section we'll put all the flutes together because right. I mean, they like to they, they know each other. They all right. do the same thing. Oh, man. This is, thing I, it has to make a difference. Maybe you it does. To. Although marching bands are out there and they're like walking every which way That's, doing things. Yeah. Out on I the see field. that. Mm, even that to me, it seems like like if you're in the marching band, like if you were like the if you play the flute in the marching band, like you are already it's already really hard for people to hear you. Of course, you know, so sure. like right. spreading all the flutes out, that's not helping the flute section be heard. Right. I would think. Yeah. But like in an auditorium, you would think, well, it's not you're going to hear everyone anyway. Well, there's it's a big difference, too, because I would say in an auditorium, acoustics are just generally considered. Right. Like whereas, whereas <laughs> in, a, in a giant stadium, you know, you're talking about a, a five acre plot of concrete. Yeah. You know, like, they're not. Yeah. The, the stadium's not built to accommodate the marching band first. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But so, they will also have to perform there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. So I'm, I'm curious about that. That's a question for you, for you listeners out there is, would it matter if people just got to pick their own seats and sit wherever they wanted to and it had absolutely no, no bearing at all? Like, so a trumpet could sit next to a flutist next to a saxophonist. Yeah. I imagine some of the convenience of sitting together is that everyone's like sheet music is different. Oh, true. You know, like the trumpet is not going to read the flute's music and just play the same thing. So to that end, but but at like a high enough level, you'd think everyone just has their own little stand or something. It's, you know, I would think so. You're not always, you know, at <laughs> sixth grade concert band sharing the music stand with the person next to you. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Now I'm very curious. I need to know the answer to that question. Okay, here's another thought. Too. Okay. I've wondered about this and maybe Beth could actually answer it. Your wife, because she's a school teacher. Yeah. Or at least was a school teacher in middle, not, not in middle school. Even I would say like an elementary school, maybe middle school as well. Seating charts. Okay. Where thing yeah right okay with seating charts how much consideration like i felt like it was uncanny how often i was in a quadrant with the girl that i had a crush on in elementary school okay and it was like does the teacher know and like like are they being like you know they're like randomly assigned seats but ben you're right here 
next to this girl wink, again. Wink. I and it's s- like, it's like, thanks, Mrs. Z. I, I somehow doubt that your third grade teacher was taking into consideration the romantic interests of the students. I mean, it seems incredibly unlikely. And obviously we're elementary school students and the romantic interest, roman- even romantic interest feels like the wrong word choice. Right. Like it's like, it's not romantic interest. It's like whatever version of it is at, at that age. My interpretation of seating charts was that they were largely a mechanism to take role faster. Oh, like, like like alphabetical or something like or, or just like like well certainly at at least normally at first because you normally you would sit like alphabetical like at the beginning of the school year or whatever so you're always sort of grouped with the same selection of similarly last named people as you sure but like then that then the, it's very easy for the teacher to just be like duh, 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 like run down in row based on the attendance list and like just be able to look straight down the room like who's missing right there right you don't have to like sit there and call every name but I, my other interpretation was I doubt that it was a matter of grouping kids who behaved well together as kids who didn't behave well together away from each other. Okay. Is the way I think. Oh, I see. I see. You know, That's a good point. That's a like, good point. Like if you're a, like if you and your best bud are like totally rambunctious and caught, like they're not, she, the, the teacher doesn't want you sitting together because you're distracting Because you're each causing other. mayhem. And, right. Exactly. It's like the important thing is that you sit far away from each other. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Or uh, who knows? Maybe it was like. Like you, you, these students work well together, so I'll put them together. I don't know. I would think it was more about separating bad students than combining good students. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, any teachers out there, my question for you today is, did you ever seat people next to each other because you were like playing Cupid, you know, being like, <laughs> this is going to work. That's hilarious. This is going to work. I do remember one particular seating chart in from my first grade year where somehow we came back and like it was time to switch sheets and the teacher had literally put me directly next to my best friend and it was like no way <laughs> outstanding great and it, did it was it allowed to persist well i think so but it, it was still surprising to me huh, huh. but you know whatever do you want to know my only like key memory from first grade okay it was a spelling bee yeah and maybe not even a spelling bee spelling test spelling test it wasn't like a like a competition it was just like learning vocabulary words okay and it was the word ocean you and your only memory from not my only first memory grade, but my, my most your key. singular memory lone at all from a whole year's worth of learning well was that's, that's spelling the word ocean on a spelling test ocean no not an sh little known fact <laughs> It's a C, <laughs> that's but it what, makes a sh sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Did you get it right? I did. Yeah. I did. In fact, I mm. did get it right. Turns out. Yeah. And then I later liked oceans quite a bit as an adult. So and the, this I feel was like the that moment. was, it was the moment. It, it was, was like learning was the like, spelling. Right. It's like, when did you first know you were going to like the ocean? First grade. Do you? Okay. This is uh, an, a, a, what seems crazy to me, first grade memory now, like looking back as an adult, I have no idea why or how my first grade teacher made this decision. But whilst in first grade, my teacher got married, like in the middle of the year. Okay. Which, man, big deal because first of all, last name change, mid-year. Oh, Had to adjust to that on the fly. Yeah. yeah. Big deal for five, six-year-olds. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, we got to call you something different now? Oh my God. That's a lot to to keep track of. It's very taxing. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. The crazy that that's not the crazy thing. The crazy thing was that our first grade teacher invited the whole class. What? To the wedding. Did you go? I went. No way. I went. Yeah. I was invited to my first grade teacher's wedding. Wow. Can you believe, I, like I'm like and here's the thing. Beth 
was a teacher when we got married. Yeah. Like, the idea of inviting her entire class to our wedding is r- like ridiculous sure like i cannot even fathom floating the idea i can't imagine her floating the idea being like you know what we should do invite this year's class i can't even imagine the parent even if we were both like wouldn't this be awesome if wouldn't it like be such a such a treat for your students to come to your wedding i can't even imagine the parents being like this is appropriate <laughs> this is a great idea yeah, yeah. no it does it seems it feel, yeah it seems odd it, it seems do- odd right like i mean especially not that like i'm not sure that all students end up having a major major impression on teachers like year in year out and, like i bet that there are kids that stick with you for a long time yeah but like maybe if it was like your first year of teaching and it was like a like you weren't acclimated to the idea yet that you would form meaningful relationships with your like with the, the children in your class yeah. year in, year out. You know, so it was like like maybe it could be the case that if it was your first year teaching and you were like, these kids are so special to me. I cannot believe it. Like it, they mean so much. It, it, I mean, it's totally possible. And what do I know? Maybe my teacher and her husband were actually super wealthy and this was no big, no big whoop for them. Oh, sure. So you you're know? looking at it from like a cost perspective too. Like oh, the, like, also that, cause yes, also reception. I remember being at the reception. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Did you have a hot dog? I don't remember. I, you know, I remember playing with the ice machine. For some reason, yeah. I, I am always under the impression that the kids menu at weddings is hot dogs. Mm. Like it just, cause that's what it would be. That would be like a plain hot dog. Pla- just plain it's hot sort of dog. like we, we fed you. Yeah, Th- there was food because the thing is nourishment. You like it's it's not just that you invited however many kids are in the class. Yeah, you probably also had to offer at least like a, a, parents, chaperone. a chaperone's worth of invitation as well. True. You know, True. that's Which, like I, I can absolutely tell you that like when we were planning our wedding and, and we got married at Disney, the food is where is your microphone? OK, oh. Oh, something just happened to my my microphone. I don't know. Hold on. We're going to adjust on the fly. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching, <laughs> your microphone okay. just like collapsed. We're going to pause for a quick moment while I fix the microphone. Okay. Are you back? I think I'm back. I don't know. You probably can't tell. Okay. So the the coffee table we have the microphones attached to has uh, what you would call a live edge. It is. It's a it's a swimmingly awesome live edge. It's a really it's a really cool table swimmingly that Ben awesome. and I once won at a silent auction. Um, I don't know if you recall that we. I think when we purchased it, we we flipped a coin. We flipped a coin for who would get it because I think maybe at the time of the party we were living together, but it was in the process of me buying a house or something. And by it, the maybe I, I don't it's, know. It's, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know that we ended up winning it, and we had to decide whose house it was going to go to. Yes. And we flipped a coin, and if I recall, I won the coin flip, but you ended up with the table. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what happened. I think we discussed it. I think we. Did, I mean, just for. I mean, you know. I yeah. Know. I, I don't know that I just was like, mm, no, I'm going to has me that. Um, I want to say what happened was that I won, and then Beth was like, I don't want that at our house. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. It, it matches the aesthetic of my home, I it, think, slightly better. It uh, definitely matched the aesthetic of your home much better than mine. And so. I would say now it matches the aesthetic of our popcorn culture set perfectly. It, yes. You yes. know what? It's found its natural home. Its habitat. Its habitat here on the pop. Yes. Although it 
so the live edge means that this was just basically the middle of a tree yes. at one point and it was not cut down to like a square it's just the shape it was when they I guess they cut the top off of the stump and uh and now it's here and now it's here but so the microphone doesn't attach super well to the side <laughs> It's not made for it. Yeah, it's not made for it. It's like it's, it's a clamp, but the clamp is, has to be a little farther away because the side is at an angle and uh, my microphone just popped off. So anyway, that's yeah. what happened. It's a it's a classic case of uh, form over function. Yes, it is. Right? Although I don't think the function of most coffee tables is yeah, to have stand. microphones attached to it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, so to backpedal though, we were talking about weddings. Yes. And my wedding at Disney. And this was this was something that like I know that during the planning process, like when you're going through, there's a really interesting thing when you're like setting up the plan for a wedding because you start like to put together the guest list and it becomes this really big thing really quickly where it's like, well, if you invite them, then you have to invite these people as well. And so it was sort of like a very slippery slope where you had to like draw like really just like weird lines in the sand where it's like, okay, if I'm not gonna invite them, it's because of whatever. Yeah. But I know that as we got closer to our wedding and you were like very aware of how much it cost per head at the reception. Yeah. It got to the point where leading up to it, every person who called us and was like, oh, we're so sorry. We're not going to be able to make it to your wedding. Like, thank you so much for inviting us. We were like, no problemo. No <laughs> like, problem. Yeah. That is extra good special sauce. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, I mean, not that we didn't, of course, want, you know, everybody there, but it was like that it <laughs> at some point it was like, that helps. That thank, helped. You. That's, thank you. Thank you. That's you did your part <laughs> i feel like what you guys got this like fun okay i we we used to run into this problem all the time but i feel like you got to experience the this i don't even have to call it a problem but let me describe the situation for you and you can tell me what you think it is okay lay it out okay so i'll i'll use the other example of how you and i used to have season tickets to virginia tech football, football games. games yep yeah once upon a time Every weekend we had we had four tickets. Yep. And we would go up and we would tailgate. We would go to the game. It was great. Yes. For as long as we had tickets, it seemed like we had one extra one basically every week because uh me and Beth would come and then uh you would come and then your significant other would not want to come or would not be able to come. Yes. Yes. And it yes. It, it came to be that there was there was three tickets and a gob. Yes. Which was the our word for guest of Ben. The guest of Ben. So it was a real honor to be the gob. Y yes. I Indeed. thought so. I thought so. People seemed to love it. People did seem to love it. But so what would happen was that sometimes the you would tell the gob in advance, like, hey, do you want to come to the game? Yes. And they would be like, oh, of course super fun let's go it'll be great but then it'd be like maybe the games are on saturdays typically so maybe it's friday and said gob of the week just texts in like oh my gosh sorry turns out i can't go we've got a another thing that popped up so sorry thanks for offering me the ticket yes and we would be left in this weird situation where now at the last minute we're having to find someone to fill that ticket slot like, yes who yes, can indeed. we invite and what we i don't know we almost got i don't know if like cashing in is the right word here but we got to because what would happen is we'd invite lots of people and many people would already have plans yes like most like they like they either had plans with their significant other or they couldn't just like come. They had a different engagement. Right. But the, but the end result was that you got to genuinely offer like seven people a ticket to the game. Yes. And they couldn't go. Yep. And so like you ended up with like all this 
good, favor, all, all this, this goodwill. goodwill. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, thanks so much for inviting me. I can't go. And it's like, oh, but they, like, you got to offer the gesture to everyone. Oh, sure, sure, and you sure. Like, we're left with this, like, leftover, like, hmm, it feels like you owe me a favor now or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't come, but I did offer. Right, kind right. of thing. Well, like, what do you, what do you call that? Is that I don't know. Is I don't that, know because, like, for us, it was like no, we want someone to use this ticket. Of course, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for us, it's I mean, it's it's uh, it's opportunity cost. You know, it's like it's like yeah. we we have paid for the ticket no matter what. So it's like I would I would rather anybody come than for it to go just unused. Yeah, you know, and like it's it's such a and, and this is like one of those funny things for me too. Like where in my mind, I it is like one of my favorite things to do to go to these football games. Oh, like dude. Yes. Like, I, I love it so much. It, like, I, the very first football game I ever went to was when Michael Vick was playing in 1999 and Virginia Tech crushed Syracuse. I think it was 63 to nothing. And it was like, <laughs> it was the, like so much fun for me. And I was right. like, I want this as much as humanly possible. And so I do think, yeah, like when I was extending this to people, it was like, I, I think in my mind, I was always like offering like a really, really, really great thing. Yeah. And I mean, for many people, it may be like, it sounds like fun to go to a football game for the day, but I am busy. And I don't know. Like in my mind, it was like, I, I do wonder what greater about, thing. Could I offer? I do wonder about this as well. Yeah. Because it did always feel like if I could go to a game, I was there. Yes. Like, to, yes. like, and I don't think it's that uncommon, especially like if you're from here. Sure. And especially if you like grew up rooting for the Hokies because th- there is no professional sports team around here. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes. And so, so ev- and everyone in our area is extremely bought in. Everyone is extremely bought in, especially because largely because of that single year where Michael Vick took the Hokies to the national championship, right? The sugar bowl, the sugar bowl. And for 23 years after the Hokies had like the longest bowl streak of any college. Right. And they were having like 10 win seasons and they were like always in it. Like they were always good. Yep. Um, not the case at the moment, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) but, but the, the atmosphere at the games is just so contagious and so fun. Yes. And, like if you ever have a chance to go to a Virginia Tech game in Blacksburg at Lane Stadium, I highly recommend it. Even especially if you don't like as football. the gob. Yeah, but it, especially if Ben invites you. My goodness, please go. Please, like, I'm I, I'm I'm asking, but like it's really you're, like you're doing me a favor. Yeah, but so it's been interesting to like have friends who have like moved to the area and who have like they're like not tuned into like maybe they watch football or they have like a college football team they root for, but it's not, it's not the same. Right. <laughs> like right, they don't right, understand. Right. They're just like, no, you should come to the game. I was like, what? you know, I'm going to just go to left football. Game. Like, would you invite me to your old high school football game? Like <laughs> <laughs> what an obligation. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is way different. It's so much fun. The planner, Sam, man, it's a whole state. Oh, it's so fun. But, okay. Um, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I don't know where exactly. So or, okay, but you had, like you had originally brought it up because of of the Disney wedding. Did, oh, it, was this something that like I got to do? Was like offer people it's, to like? Yeah, it was like you had like a waiting. It seemed like you had like a waiting list of people, and as people dropped off, it was like way too close to the wedding to realistically book flights or decide, yep, I can take four days off of work to go to a wedding in Disney World on like, you know, it's not that not that it wouldn't have been possible, but it's just it's a big trip. It's a big trip, an expensive trip. Yeah, that at the last minute might be hard to throw together. But I do remember this like uh, like turntable of like, well, this person can't come anymore. So who else can we call? And it was like, now this person is like honored with an invitation to the Disney World wedding that like, oh my God, that's so, I'm so honored you invited me. I don't know if we can make it. People's reactions were 
like remarkably heartwarming. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I guess I hadn't really like thought about it through this particular mm-hmm. perspective, but now that you, now that you bring it up, I can sort of see what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and I remember that though. Like, I mean, the people like, especially cause if they, if they couldn't go, like people were really looking into it and like trying to rearrange things and like the whole sort. And yeah. I was like, man, that's so cool. The, they want to go oh. so bad. Oh, it means a lot to oh, me. Nice. Yeah. Popcorn culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10% off a $400 slab pack that's like $40 right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah. So anyway, I was in sixth grade band. Okay. <laughs> Hard left turn. <laughs> Hard left turn. Right back to my story. So because uh, I want to talk about the summer camp effect. Because oh, right. I, got okay. to, I got to experience it in full force. And it was honestly like it, it was like the biggest high and then low ever for me oh okay uh, in, in my middle school career let's hear it uh but well okay so this was the thing basically i really didn't know what to do and i now looking back on it i've wondered before if i wouldn't have minded uh i'm not artistic at all but if i wouldn't have minded learning how to sing because i actually feel like that's like a it's like a skill that i feel like i would love to know how to do it right but at the time choir for some reason did not feel like an option like it was like I don't know. I, I was like, it, I don't know. It, it was like the first one I ruled out. So like, well, I'm definitely not to inquire. <laughs> not that. Uh, okay. And so I decided the, the big selling point for me was basically that if you did band for three years and you made it to advanced band, then you got to go on the band trip to New York City. There. Yes. The the band trip. I, I went on the band trip to yes, New York City. To New York City. And it was like this big thing where I like I was literally playing like the the what is it the the long game yeah that's the that's the word that's the long game mm-hmm. I was playing the long game yeah yeah so basically I mean that's like really what it came down to is I was like I really want to go to New York City with the band trip in eighth grade yeah so, I think you could go before then could you go before I, that? I remember there being seventh graders on my band trip. You're right. There were seventh graders because yeah. that was part of my story. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yes. So, okay. My middle school experience was very like interesting and uh, odd and unusual and, and probably remarkably typical. Um, <laughs> but I I was like the quote unquote air quotes uh, new kid in sixth grade because we had moved from like one town to another. And right. so like when I arrived at Cave Spring High School, th- I, I middle think school. Mi- middle school, junior high, uh, there was, I think, a fair amount of intrigue that like surrounded me because I was like the new kid. Mm-hmm. And that sort of like manifested at the end of end of my first year of sixth grade where I had this like summer where I, I don't know, I became like in vogue. Oh, like, you know, where it was like Ben, Ben in vogue, Ben in vogue. That sounds like a sitcom, <laughs> I, right? I know about sixth grade me. <laughs> going to the pool every day. Uh, no. So I like, that was the thing. I had this like one summer where it was sort of, it was so odd and unusual and like in, in unprecedented any other point in my life, but it was, and I actually think it had a huge impact on my, my later dating years in, in like middle school and high school. It was sort of like I was of interest and it was like just 
it, it was like every girl that was like in my immediate surroundings had like a crush on me. And it was like, wow, it was, wow. I, I humble, know, humble of you. I'm I, <laughs> like, I would only tell the story because of how it, I feel like it ultimately played out. What but a it, hard it, life you had, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> let, continue. Me, let me complain more about my extreme popularity as an <laughs> yeah, 11 year old. Yeah. yeah, you're winning this. Yeah, I'd just like to take this opportunity to plug the tier Jazzy J over on the Patreon. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Well, so anyway, what happened, though, was it had an expiration date. So, like, I was I had like one summer where it was just sort of like I, I could not believe the number of people who were like, you know, like write me a note because that was a thing that. Oh, yeah. They would like write a note and they would like fold it in a really cool way that had like, you know, like it would like stay shut unless you like unfolded it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it was the best. Right. Uh, I never learned how to do it, though. And I was always so impressed whenever whenever someone handed me one. <laughs> but. So like, uh, yes, I had this like this like summer where a whole bunch of people like expressed interest in me. And I was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. And I had no idea how to like handle this kind of attention or like what to do with it or anything right. at all. Sure. Um, and basically it just sort of like ran out. And by the time we got to seventh grade, it was like it was over. That, that was it. It was like <laughs> that was it. It was like it, uh, I had all of the moments where someone could be interested in me happen all at once. And it was in one summer and then it was over. But right, you were just like front loaded with all the romantic interest you would ever receive, get ever get from from the school. <laughs> so, I mean, it, like, yeah. Uh, and so it, it sort of became this thing where I felt I felt like I was like, oh, my gosh, am I popular? Like, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. And um so I got to, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade, just sort of, you know, was my my regular old self, no longer popular, Ben. Mm -hmm. And I remember that like when the band trip was coming up, there was this like sort of odd thing that happened where I, I don't know, like I ended up being like the guy. It happened again on the band trip. Oh, like all of a sudden, like, um, like maybe collectively the the interest in you had like everyone sort of like, OK. Uh, we Ben's out. Ben's out. Ben's out. Or like been there, done that. Been well, there, done that. Yeah. But but now all of a sudden there was like you existed inside of a vacuum situation again. Mm -hmm. Precisely. Once yeah. again, yes. And it was like um, I, I I literally this it feels so like ridiculously catty to re like refer to it this way, but it was like the the popular guys at my school I guess were not in band, and so they did not go on this trip. But th then I was there, and all of a sudden there was like three days where it like completely resurfaced and it was like all of a sudden where i like if i wasn't surrounded by all of the other guys in my class i was i was of extreme interest once again i see for like a very three-day period <laughs> how weird i know i know and it was it was like really odd but i remember it was like a really big deal because we're on the, all these like abbott buses and stuff and you're like going to yeah. like broadway shows and like wax museums and stuff and like so mm -hmm. you're always sort of like bustling about and every time we got on the bus it was always this big thing where like there were like people like trying to sit next to me and that became like that became like the currency of the trip was like who sits next to you on the bus right you were like 10th in line for the throne but managed to find a situation where the other nine people were effectively dead yes yeah. precisely the game of thrones <laughs> the game, that's right. where the throne is a bus seat <laughs> <laughs> and i was atop it um <laughs> So I don't I have no idea where this story is going other than I think it was it was a it was such a ridiculously prime example of of the summer camp phenomenon. Right. You had this like, yeah, weird social effect shift the spotlight to you in a very unexpected way. In a very unexpected way. But okay, so this was this was the other part of the story and why seventh graders were important to it. Okay. Was because when I was in sixth grade, the the people that were interested in me went that one summer, you know, <laughs> best summer of my life. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> 
Not, not really. I um, hope not. <laughs> no, it was like they were all like the people in my grade because, you know, it wasn't like we were hanging out with fifth graders. Seriously. Yeah. But then when those fifth graders became seventh graders and they were on the band trip with us, it was like, that was where like a lot of the, the interest was coming from was like the seventh graders. Oh, I see. And so then what happened was, is I had expired like with the eighth graders, my classmates, and then also the seventh graders. Wow. And so as I went through high school, it was almost like everybody had been like, yeah, we've been interested in before and it, it doesn't go anywhere. It's boring. So, so and your flame burns hot and short. It hot, sounds like exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. So it's, like i i like i can be interesting for just morsels of time hmm. and then and then it goes away and then what happened was though in high school is that i dated literally no one that went to my school it was like every single person right was always from like different schools and it wasn't until this conversation that i feel like i've finally realized why that was the case what what was the reason it was because i had already i mean like you know the the people that may have been interested in me had already done it they'd already been there man well this gives me hope for being the one true host one day I'll, yeah i'll say you know maybe your time in the sun at the pool during your sixth grade summer is coming to a close and everyone can go to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. And, you know, if you want to sign up for Jazzy J or switch, you know, that's fine. That's, you know, Ben's time is obviously burning out. You don't want to be caught like the rest of the kids in his class who were like, had interest in Ben way after it was cool. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't be those kids. Right, I know. And it's so true. Like right now we're on episode 63 of Popcorn Culture, but imagine yeah. when we get to episode 630. Right. Where it's going to be like, remember for the, the first 10% of the show when I was the host? <laughs> Wouldn't that be insane? That if, would be insane. If, if somehow your lead as the one true host not only was like, it, I can't even imagine a point in the future where, I, where somehow I have hosted the same number of shows as you but like that that would somehow continue to the point where you being the host was a laughable memory from the start of the show laughable memory like laughable memory can't even fathom such a thing this is why you have to keep intrigue alive throughout the entire process what is this are you wearing glasses okay for those just listening out of nowhere, Ben has produced a pair of glasses on his face. The element of surprise. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't expect you to. <laughs> well, well, you were wearing glasses. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. But you know, I figured like I, I was trying to. I was trying to. I was like, well, what is Jay doing right? Glasses. Yeah. And surely I should get some. Yeah. So these are non-prescription clear so frame you just glasses. Have, you, okay. But that you purchased and intend to wear as a stylish thing. As a stylish thing. Yeah. Well, once upon a time when I was like, hey, we should have a video version of of the pop. Mm-hmm. Like we should we should we should have the conversation, but also tape it. Yeah. With videotape. Not really. Yeah. We, we use digital tape. I was gonna say if we were filming this with videotape or like film, that boy, that'd be a that'd be a decision. Yeah. But so I was like, I you know, I've always wanted to like really like, you know, stretch my muscles a little bit. Yeah. And be like, hmm, what could I try? And so this week's try was clear frame glasses. All right. Well, I'll have you know that I am growing a beard. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I will see you next year. (laughs) No. Please do it. Please do it. I don't think Beth would approve of of uh, facial hair at this no, point. It's been no. it's been so long. It's been so long. So you went for the clear frames. Went for the clear frames. This yeah. is actually it's it's uh, it was very funny. Uh, so we go mountain biking. We've talked about it plenty of times before. But uh, with mountain biking, 
there is like it is recommended to wear eye protection because yeah. especially if you're like riding behind someone else they can like kick up you know dirt debris rocks whatever and you know if you're on a bike going fast and something's in your eye it can obviously you know cause you to fall or potentially get hurt and so i have been wearing like just sunglasses this whole time because i don't typically wear <laughs> I don't, well, I don't actually require glasses at all. And one of the things I've been looking for is like clear frame or not frame, um, but clear lens glasses, because sometimes it's like overcast or in, like when you're in the woods, it's just shady anyway. Yeah. And sunglasses can almost like impair your vision. Yeah. So, yeah. Part of the reason you're wearing the sunglasses is to block the sun, but perhaps even the greater reason is to protect your eyes, protect your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would say for me, that is the greater of the two reasons mm-hmm. is because especially once you're in the woods, the sun's not really a big problem anyway. So th- th- these are blue blocker glasses that I'm wearing. And this was like literally my solution to the problem of, I cannot find a sunglass company that is just selling a pair of clear lens glasses. And I was like, you know what? There are tons of these like blue blocker yeah. glasses out there. And I was like, I'm just going to get those. So um, these are, you're going to wear these cycling now is what I'm hearing. That's basically what my game plan is. Gotcha. Not exclusively for the pop and possibly not even for future pops, but we'll see. Yeah. This is going to be like my, my real challenge is can I can I have a notable piece of intrigue every week uh, so that those folks watching the show are like, this is why we watch. So, right. So I do remember before we were on video, you were saying you were just yeah so excited about being able to flex your fashion choices on the pop. That's the goal. Yeah. And, well, really, it's not even flex them because I don't know that they exist. It's like, can I can I like advance my fashion because it would be like this would be like a really fun way to be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try new things i'm gonna try to be ambitious daring cutting edge daring let me just okay so on that note i will say that interestingly last week when we premiered the first video version of the pop yeah dare i say it was instead myself who swept most of the fashion talk you did yeah swept it right out from underneath That's me right. with your spectacular socks yeah which yeah. the day that you wore them <laughs> i myself commented on them mm-hmm. i was like are these different socks some are some are stripes and some are stars yes how 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 do yeah so if you if you weren't watching my socks last week were one side striped one side stars so on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> we had many a comments about how I must have bought two pairs and then mixed matched. Let me tell you, no. I bought they came mismatched. It's almost like they were trying to look like the American flag on purpose, which is exactly what they were trying to do. Um and do you know that I feel like if if we had had a brand deal with that sock company or if we just sold those socks, I think that it would have been the most successful merch we have ever had ever because we're, we're like we're sitting there in the chat with the premiere of of the video episode and i i mean i feel like 40 percent of the comments are the intrigue attached to your socks yeah well so because you know half the episode i was sitting with my you know one foot up on my knee yeah and that I, for longer than expected i was like you know what i can't wait to see what people say when they see the other sock and like for way longer into the episode than I would have expected, I didn't switch legs. Yeah. But then sure enough, as soon as I did, people were like, whoa, what the, what the, what the, are you wearing different socks? Now people are going to change the phrase to be waiting for the other sock to drop. Waiting for the other sock to drop. Maybe that should be our new business idea. Let me pitch one to you. Okay. Socks oh. that are different from one another. Yeah. Mismatched yeah. socks. Mismatched socks. But like that do match. But that do match. Yeah. That's the thing. They're different from one another, but they're like in in scheme with one another. Right. 
Yeah. So this, yeah, the, this, these were obviously different in that they were stars and stripes, but clearly they were the American flag. We could just call it mismatchedsocks.com. I Mis- bet it already exists. I, probably. But, but who's to say? We just plugged them. I, you know, and I considered heavily going for this. Well, here's the other thing is that people were surprised that I wasn't. The other thing wasn't that I was wearing different socks is that I was not wearing shoes. You never wear shoes. Yeah. I'm and wearing them right now. I pro- I, it's, it's just very rare for me. Yeah. To be recording any piece of content with shoes on right it they i don't this is such a weird feeling and i want to know if other people have similar situations but it literally like when we go to record like super carlin brothers or the pop or whatever if there is like stuff on my feet i feel or shoes particularly i feel like boxed in or something like it is affecting the ways in which my brain can like move about because my feet are like stuck in my shoes, which I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it is literally how I feel. It is so weird. Yeah. It, it, I mean, well, it's not weird. I think it's fine, but it's, it's very, it's very interesting to me because I would almost argue, not argue. I'm the exact opposite from you in yeah. this way. Okay. Like I feel like I may be a little bit exposed if I'm not wearing shoes. Okay. And so like at night, like when I get home, Alice will go upstairs and like, like at six o'clock at night and change into like comfy clothes, pajamas, like yoga pants, like whatever. Yeah. You know, cozy socks. And I will all the way up until 9 30, 10 o'clock at night when like we're getting ready to like go upstairs to bed, I will still be wearing my shoes and jeans on the couch like full like full get up from the whole day like man at no point in time does it occur to me like i need to get out of this these materials so you you okay so like i will literally be like if you were to text me at 10 30 at night and be like are you still wearing your shoes i could send you a picture with my shoes on so you like sit on the couch and like put your feet up on the coffee table with shoes on yeah sure do oh my gosh you're like a monster a monster what is this i I do not understand because I don't understand uh, why. Like our shoes supposed to be uncomfortable. I not uncomfortable, but just like they're the part that is comfortable is walking around like on unfamiliar surfaces. Like to me, having them on is less comfortable than not having them on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It's like I, I think really what it is, is like it's not even a consideration for me. It's like I don't think about it. I'm not preoccupied with my shoes in any way, shape or form. I feel like, like they're getting in my way. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because it's just it's like I would say it's literally just not even on my radar. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's not that I'm like making a decision or that I'm like pro shoes or something like that. Like I, if anything, I almost feel like it would probably benefit my entire household to just take my shoes off as soon as I walk in the door. Right. Like you're just, you're just getting dirt everywhere. Really. You're just getting dirt everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are going to be like, wow, you are a barbarian barbarian. <laughs> but so like what you're saying is like, if, if Alice said, wouldn't you be more comfortable with your shoes off? Or why don't you take your shoes off? You would be like, oh yeah, I guess I could. I get, like it wouldn't, it, you're not like keeping them on on purpose. Nope. Nope. Okay. Definitely not that. It's and, just and like, I think it's just that it, they remain on. They just remain on like it doesn't it doesn't occur to me. It would be yeah. like to me, it would almost be like if I was sitting on the couch at night and was just like, oh, yeah, I need to take my shirt off, you know, and like like for no reason other than like it's confining. Yeah. You know, like it would it would just it would never cross my mind. Yeah. Well, so. I will say like I don't I do take my shoes off almost as soon as I get uh, home. OK. Um, but and, and here at the office for that matter. And here at the, <laughs> that's true. I think there is something about like feeling literally being able to feel the ground beneath you um, that just like makes me feel like more like connected. Oh, wow. like I haven't really thought about it that much. But I'm like, why do I do this? Because I do it all the time. In fact, I would say at my old like office job, I uh, would largely just walk around in socks. Yes. But and this was like is even like part of my strategy for like 
wearing funny socks. It was like, you know what? If I just become known for wearing funny socks, like maybe if you just had really boring socks, people would be like, it's more professional to wear shoes around. Sure. But like, I was like, no, no, no. Socks, like it's a funny sock thing is like Jonathan's thing. So funny sock guy, funny sock thing, or like, oh, he's always got such different socks. Like it's, it don't, it's like everyone knows it would be more professional, but like we sort of just let it slide. Sure. Like this was the game I was playing in my head. I have no idea if anyone thought that, or maybe they all thought like, I really, really wish you would wear shoes or I don't know why. I don't know why it would make any difference to anyone, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why either, but uh, anyway, but did you win this game? Were you able to get away with it? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I certainly did. No one ever brought it up to me that I sh- should or shouldn't be. Everyone's what? like, someone's got to tell him. So like, someone has got to tell him. Yeah. Then you play that game of like, yeah, crazy sack chicken. We're like, like, who's going to like, is it worth bringing up? Is oh, this the hill I want to die on this today? Is, it, it, this happens so often yeah. when things go on for like a little bit too long and you don't know how to like break what yeah. has become like normal. Yeah. And the absolute worst is when you do not know someone's name and it's like, Mm. how long can you go without asking? Because the longer you've gone and and you still haven't figured it out, the worse it is that you still don't know. Yes. Um, I remember like uh, Alice and I like kind of pre uh, quarantine shutdown period of time. We have like a sushi restaurant that we love to go to. Yeah. And for the longest time we had like the same waitress all the time. And it was like, and every time and like it it was the type of thing like where i think it you know it came up that like i did youtube and so then like i think she started like you know the following both of us on like instagram and stuff like that and so like it became one of these incredibly imbalanced things yeah that she knew a lot about us and like what was happening in our world right and it was like we don't know your name oh embarrassing (laughs) but eventually we did and then you know it was great we became friends great yeah so I can tell you that in a very this was uh, this was somewhat maybe worse is that there was a time where I was uh, dating a girl I think about like four months and you didn't know her name. No, I knew her name and like obviously she say so (laughs) she knew my name, but she would always call me John instead of like Jonathan. Sure. And this was uh, like one of those things where like we had been like a you know, people who were effectively like lab partners or something for, you know, uh, the the final nine weeks of the last year of school. Sure. And that's where like, you know, we like met and became friends, but she would have like known who I was just as a member of the class for a while. Yep. And, you know, we weren't like so close that it was like even worth correcting. You know, even when you just sit next to someone, how often are you referring to them by name? You know, that's a good point. You know, you just like, oh, you're just you just start talking to them. You're not like, hey, person. Hey, Ben. Right. You know, so anyway, the fault, you know, go through summer, come back. We, you know, actually started uh, dating and she would just call me John all the time. And it was just one of those like. I've known you a little too long to sort of tell you that I don't like being called John. (laughs) Like, how do I bring it up? How do I bring it up that you've you have been calling me your boyfriend the wrong? Because it's not like it's also not like so wrong. Right. It's not that unusual to call people named Jonathan John or to even think that they wouldn't just like. No, have it normalized for them. I know, I know. We we have a friend named Matthew who prefers to go by Matthew and right. not Matt. Yeah, and I still, I it's like I know this about him, and I it's like still that urge is there to be like Matt. Yeah, hey, and it's right. like no, 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 no. Prefers Matthew. Yes, get it right. Yes. Like you know, and it, it's like yeah, it's exactly like that. And yeah. I, I could so see it too because I know you, and of course I've known you 
forever. And so I know that you have this particular preference. Yeah. Which is why I call you Jay on purpose. <laughs> it's an elaborate ruse. Yeah. You're get, it, totally. Yeah, yeah. You got me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this was this was a hilarious thing where the entire time we were dating, like I never corrected it at all. And like, oh, like, you know, like we broke up and like we remained friends, you know, well after the fact and stuff like that. Right. But it was like over a year later or something where it like it, it came up in a conversation where, I, where like she was like just part of the group conversation. I was like, oh, I actually prefer to be called Jonathan. And like you could see this like memory, like all of a sudden, like rewind and replay in her head. Like what? <laughs> she's like, wait, huh? wait, 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 wait. Was like, I, I, she's, like, the I, whole time? she's like, wait, did you have you always preferred that? And I was like, yeah, she was like, but I like, did you prefer that when we were dating? And I was like, yes. <laughs> No. I was like, I was like, so it was, and it was just sort of this funny. I was like, it was not really a big deal because, like, when you grow Did up, you assure as a, her that it wasn't a big deal. Yes, yes. Okay, don't. Okay. I mean, it's just one of those things when you grow up as a Jonathan, people will address you as John all the time. Sure, sure, like sure. Because sure. like, we've talked about this before, but people just don't like saying the whole word Jonathan. I mean, it's, and I get it. It's a long word. There's like eight letters there. You get, I mean, it's, it's you know, you're probably out of breath at the end. Okay. Did you know that I thought that it was on purpose? Because my name is Benjamin. Yeah. And I thought that it was on purpose that both of our names have eight letters oh. for like a very long period of time. <laughs> except, like, the, uh, except the Tyler doesn't. Except the Tyler doesn't. Yeah. It's like, well, I just ran out of letters for him. <laughs> Um, uh, nope. Yeah. But nobody calls. Well, occasionally people call me Benjamin, but not often. Yeah. Usually when people do it, it's like it's like they're being very whimsical about it. Yeah. Like very, very hyper formal, which uh, I love. Right. You know, actually, everybody who writes in uh, feedback to the popcorn culture pod at gmail dot com. Yeah. Address, they know to, to give me very formal greetings. I see. And I love it so very much. <laughs> it's it's just the very best. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that is a weird thing that doesn't even come up that much anymore because because of super carlin brothers where you just call me jay and uh that's just what everyone knows me as now and it's become such so normal for everyone to call me that that it's like i don't mind it or anything oh thank goodness yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome it's just it's so funny because it was such like a just within the family thing i think probably because both of our names had such long or eight letters i think we probably my my theory is that instead of having like when we were being called to dinner as children, instead of saying Jonathan, Benjamin, and Tyler, mom would just say JB and T. JB and T. JB yeah. and T. And so you're, you and Tyler have one syllable nicknames that go with your name yeah. anyway, yeah. with Ben and Ty. Well, I but, mean, you have I mean, obviously I have John, but John is also our dad's name. True. So that's confusing to have two. Right. Yeah. So just straight to J. Straight to J. Which is, which was fine. Like, I, again, I don't mind or anything. The hilarious thing about both of these is that, like, in my mind, your John is always J-O-N. Yeah. And dad's John is J-O-H-N. Yes. And they sound the exact same, but I can hear the difference. And then similarly, I call you J, but it's not, it's not like J. Right. It's, it's like the letter J. Right. It's the singular, not J-A-Y. I had a roommate in college, J A Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and he, he's definitely J. Oh, he's J A Y. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, yeah. I could have conversation with both of you. I could have third party talking about you, and I would know exactly who was who. Right. Yeah. No need to like, yeah, specify otherwise. Right. It's like who's bringing the hot dogs? J. Yeah. Who's bringing the skis? J. I'm like, oh, I see. Okay. I, I get it completely. Mm -hmm. I'm not confused at all. <laughs> hot dogs and skis. Hot dogs and skis. Why is someone else bringing the skis for the whole group? I don't know. Okay. And this, I was just trying. I thought actually, I just thought of a Jay Nelson type of thing. Oh, yeah. 
great. <laughs> so he anyway. was on the ski team. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why I was top of brain. Okay. So why don't we go to the corny joke? Because we tried to do it in the first like 14 seconds. Wow. And then we are now about an hour in and we didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're right here at the end. Right here at the end. Right here at the end. How about a corny joke? Right. Let's so this it. one. This one comes from Jackson Smith. Oh, yeah. Emailed in. We've come full circle. We have come. Full you know what's yeah. great about circles? Oh. <laughs> 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 Were you about to tangent I was away? See if we could tangent <laughs> off again. Okay, okay, okay. Jay, what did the shy pebble wish for? What did the shy pebble—the adorable little shy pebble—I don't know. Maybe to like to to be in a rock band or something. I don't know. That's actually not a bad. Answer. Not bad. That's okay. not a bad answer. That, yeah. No, no, no. But this one's even more adorable. Okay, okay let's hear it. That he could be a little bolder. Uh, oh, okay. you get it, you get it, because he's a shy pebble, right. like you know, like a little boulder. Little boulder. Like, yeah, 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 okay, that's better. That's right, better. Right. I was like, he's shy, so he wishes he could be in a rock band, so because that would help him overcome his shyness. But that's like one too many steps. One too many. Yeah, right. like he's leaps not. Of, yeah, maybe not quite there yet. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to break it to this pebble that that's not how rocks grow up, though. No, really, really, it sounds like what you need to break it to is the boulders that they're probably going to be pebbles. Shy pebbles at that. Yeah, shy pebbles. Right. They have only memories of when they were boulder. When they were boulder. All rocks are constantly losing courage. Yes, yes. Like the summer (laughs) after sixth grade. (laughs) If the rocks only knew. Uh, Ben was a boulder, but now he is but a pebble. But a pebble. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very pebbly. Very pebbly. Yeah. Great. Guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. Also want to remind you that we do have a really cool, I called it a special offer last week, but it's not It's not technically a special offer. It's just the perk itself uh, over on Patreon where we have created a new tier level altogether. Uh, it is $25 a month. And basically with that tier, you will get a, a piece of quarterly popcorn culture merch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to kick off our first, our first round of it, we are releasing Fred the Cup, which is going to be a, a custom engraved Yeti mug tumbler, yeah. yes. as it were, uh, that you can name whatever you want. I call mine Fred. I actually have one here in my hand if you're if you're watching visually speaking right there. Nice oh, and, it looks so glorious. Nice and glorious. Yeah. Um, so that will be for the, the first quarter uh, of the year. That will be the first piece of merch that comes out with it. It's still the same rules where we have three tiers all at that same level. Uh, so if you'd like to be able to cast your vote for who is the one true host of popcorn culture, you can still do that just as effectively as at our current $5 tier. Yes. Both tiers will, of course, still can come with the uh, after the final pop, which is the bonus bit of content that we record after each episode. That's right. If you'd like an extra 15, 20 minutes of Jay and I rambling on about something else yep sometimes sometimes there's some some real quality stuff that happens in there oh absolutely they've been getting i feel like progressively longer (laughs) yeah we're we're like kind of long-winded folk i feel i feel but anyway guys thank you so much for tuning into uh this week's episode of the pop if you want to check all that out you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture or else be sure to leave a review always helps you know yeah the podcast continue to to grow and develop and and for other folk out there to be like wow this must be good stuff Wow. Because look at all those reviews. Look at how popular. That that whole theater of kernels has stepped in and, and left really, really positive remarks. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, guys, until next week. Pop, pop.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.